forever. Dog. Welcome back to Zolgid with Alexis Gizal. I'm your host, Alexis Gizal, and today we are having Ashley Perez on the show. The thing about Ashley is I actually have no idea when we met. So we've followed each other on Twitter for, I want to say, years. And then I'm pretty sure the first time we met was at this past VidCon. We were in the same shuttle and we just started chatting. Well, I was so I was with my friend Amy and we do this thing at VidCon where we just talk to everyone. I don't know what, why or like how it happens. It feels like VidCon is somehow a parallel universe where we're the most confident people in the world. But we hit it off with Ashley and I just think she is so funny and wonderful and easy to get along with. So without further ado, let's talk with Ashley Perez and her mom, Cookie. Hello, Miss Alexis. Hi, <laughs> is this Cookie, Ashley's mom? Yes, I have caller ID, so it says Alexis Saul. I said, okay, this is the moment. <laughs> this is the moment. It is I, happening. I your call. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show to chat with us today. What do you do for a living? Well, <laughs> I was the um, treatment coordinator for my husband, who's a dentist at Casa Dental, for about 23 years. And then when the kids kind of like, you know, we're empty nesters, I finally told my husband, maybe I'll turn in my early retirement <laughs> resignation. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've been doing. Although... Uh, what I miss is the, the patients because I love talking to patients and so forth. But I still keep in touch with them on Facebook or go out to lunch with them. So it's all good. <laughs> that is so cute. Uh, yes. So to circle back to Ashley, for those of us that don't know, what can you tell us about her and her career so far? Well, right now she's um, she's a writer for this show called Good Trouble. And it's on free form. And um, but before that, you know, she was in uh, BuzzFeed for about five years. Yes. And um, right now she's also working on a book that's going to be published. So we're excited about that. So I just spoke to your mom, Cookie, (laughs) and she told us a little bit about you. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about her. Oh, my God. My mom is the best. Mm -hmm. She's a crazy person, but in the best way. I describe her as like a a nice hurricane when you meet her. Okay. It's like, what is going on? Um, She's like, she was born in the Philippines and moved to Singapore before it was like cool Singapore, like crazy rich Asians, and then came (laughs) here. And she is just like a ball of sunshine. My dad is a dentist, but my mom carries cards around that say Cookie Perez Smile Maker. So (laughs) as her profession. Yeah. She just like she's she's crazy, but like in the (laughs) funniest way. And she's so sweet. So when so her cards say Cookie Perez Smile Maker, is there like a number to contact if you need a smile? I wonder if it has her number on. I mean, she carries stickers around to give to children and she takes selfies with strangers on the street and like will send me. One time she like had come to BuzzFeed to visit me and then she was, she was, um, I got like 20 
photo photos on my phone and I was like what and it was her with the security guard and I was like where are you and she's like I'm here with Carl he's he just told me that his wife or one time she also told me that her hot dog vendor her hot dog vendor in New sure. York who she had just met she's like oh I gotta text him because he's proposing to his wife in uh, or to his fiance or to his girlfriend in He's going to go back to Greece and propose to her in Athens, and um, he's going to do that today. And I was like, this is a, at what point when you were asking for a hot dog, did you <laughs> figure this information out? She's friends with everyone. She's like the mayor of the world, basically. Yeah, she was super sweet. She Like, at the end of our call, she was like, I hope we can meet. Like, you seem great. She was being so oh, cute and she sweet. She will show up, and she's going to meet you. She, come, she came to VidCon last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a lot. <laughs> Did she love it? Oh, she loved it. She yeah, was just walking the halls, meeting people. She would always make me, when I work at, worked at BuzzFeed, get stickers that she would give out to people. And what did the stickers say? She's like, OMG, and like all the like BuzzFeed <laughs> stuff. But then she also just carries other stickers for children. That she like purchases for the purpose mm-hmm. of giving to children. Giving to children. Mm-hmm. If there's a baby crying on a flight, my mom will calm that baby down. She'll fix it. Yeah, literally. And what are her sort of like tactics for calming said baby down? She, she's just the nicest person. I always say that my mom, like, if you meet her, if someone came up to her and was going to, like, rob her at gunpoint, she would look them in the eye, and then they'd be like, actually, I don't want to. (laughs) She's just so sweet, and she really cares about every single person. When I was in high school, I remember looking over. We had a minivan. I looked over, and on the chair was a cake that was like happy birthday Elise and I was like who is Elise and she's like it's the woman from the Enterprise um, who we rented a car from like four years ago and it's her birthday today and I was like how could you possibly know that? so she just actually her tactic is just like actually caring about people yeah and how does she remember like all of all of those people and birthdays and she, she forgets everything else and her memory is only for like human details about humans so she's gonna meet you one day and remember everything that you guys said and is already probably trying to add you on Facebook which is the most notorious thing that she (laughs) has done throughout my whole entire life she adds all my crushes on Facebook (laughs) before they know that they're my crush and they're like um someone named Cookie Perez added me on Facebook (laughs) so when you were like growing up was that a quality that you liked or has it like grown on you uh it definitely like the adding on Facebook has never been something that I enjoyed but um (laughs) I I think I thought it was like weirder than it was and then I realized that she's just the best and like genuinely care like it's embarrassing when you're in high school like or in middle school for your parents to draw attention to themselves and so I was always like oh mom please stop talking to everyone but like everyone loved my mom and my friends would come over to hang out with my mom not me (laughs) so it was like more annoying in high school and now I'm like oh this is a superpower like she definitely taught me how to like talk to and engage with people and always ask their names and like remember details about them and people are just so so nice to you when you do that do you feel like that's taken you far in your life yeah no 100% I think my mom now a lot of my job is like weird going on generals in Hollywood where you just have to like talk to people it's like half talking about yourself and then half talking about them and just like Mm -hmm. finding stuff in common and my mom for sure taught me all of that and so I feel like it's taken me so far but I I still feel like hers is the purest form of it and mine is more like I learned the skill and I obviously care about people but my mom genuinely just wants to know like hi hot dog vendor 
are you in a relationship? Who is that with? Oh my God, you're getting engaged. Let's take a selfie. I'm going to send this picture to my daughter. I'll send you a, a card in six months congratulating you. And that's how her brain works, where uh-huh. mine is just like, hi, hot dog vendor. What's your name? Alan, nice to meet you. I'll have onions on my hot dog and then end yeah. conversation. And when she was growing up, is this sort of what you pictured her doing? Um, I know... Yes, in a way, because she's a, a people person. And, and she, one thing that she told us, well, mom, just to let you know, dad, I'm, I'm going to be the president. Oh, yeah. All the time. One day I figured out, I'm like, okay, you have to be 35. I'll be 35 in 2024. So I'm going to be president then. But now... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has taken that for me. I want her to be president in 2024. But I remember telling my parents about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and they're like, well, you better get on it. <laughs> but yes, that that is who I was. Mm-hmm. I would tell them everything that I wanted and what I need. I believe it was 2024 that she said she's going to run. So that's coming up soon. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. And I was very like precocious. The best mm-hmm. anecdote is that I had my parents asked me, I had a small room, it was like a 10 by 10. And then my parents were like, you can get a bigger bed than a twin bed in high school. And my response was, no, I need two desks in my room. <laughs> and mind you, I was like, I have a lot of work to do, so I need two desks. So on either side, I had a tiny bed and two desks. And my and not not the kind where you put it in the corner of a room and it's like a like an office yeah, type like a thing, corner, a corner yeah, desk. Yeah. It was just two desks on the opposite side, which you cannot sit at two desks <laughs> at once, no matter how much work you think you have in high school. <laughs> my parents were just like, okay. <laughs> so did you use one desk for certain activities? Yeah, I was like, this is my like school desk and this is my like ASB like, associated student body desk <laughs> or like my art desk or whatever I, I your desk for fun yeah my fun because <laughs> you can't you can't have the same de- and then one side of my wall was like mahogany furniture that I thought was very mature and then but and then the other side was like more oak kind of furniture and but my room was painted purple and green so it was like just disturbing to be in and there was just posters of Hillary Duff everywhere which like hello gay <laughs> There was literally a poster of Hillary Duff that my friends for my birthday put above my bed. And my parents were like, and then on the on the door was a life-size poster of Hillary Duff. And my parents were like, you really like Hillary Duff? And I was like, yeah, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> yeah, I love Hillary Duff. Yeah, geez, I'm not gay, you are. <laughs> I mean, two desks, one for the presidency, one for <laughs> fun time. So you get in the Oval Office, you're like, well, first and foremost, we're going to need another desk. <laughs> I'm like, I know this desk is famous, but I would like another desk. I'd like an next, oak desk. <laughs> on the other side of the room. <laughs> For my I fun can work. go on Tumblr. <laughs> How did she get into doing creative work? Well, well, actually, it's it started uh, because she always wanted to work in New York, but then uh, after graduation, she didn't quite get the the job that she wanted. So she thought, "Mom, I'm going to go to uh, teach English in Korea." 
Um, that was because I worked at my dad's dental office and wanted to kill myself. (laughs) So it was, now I'm like, I should write a sitcom about that working for That is hilarious. I was like, I am going to be the president of the United (laughs) States. And then instead, all my friends got jobs and I went back home and worked as my dad's office manager with my mom and my dad. And like my sibling would like sterilize, um... (laughs) equipment it was terrible and I was like why did I go to college now I have so much debt and I'm just working for my dad and so I was literally trying to find any job and one of my aunts was like oh so-and-so worked in Korea they're they hire all the time and I was like fuck yeah and so I literally applied I had to take like a course like a month-long course to get a teaching certificate and then I got the fuck out of there and went to Korea and without, I didn't know anyone. I didn't, I'm part Korean, but I didn't, I don't know any Korean because mm-hmm. my Korean grandmother grew up in Cuba. Mm. Um, so she's like full blooded Korean, but grew up in Cuba. And so I <laughs> went to Korea without knowing a single person and just taught for a year. And so uh, she did, she went to, to South Korea for about a year to teach English. I think grades, third to six. And so did you like make friends or what what was it like on on the day to day? What would you do? I did make friends. I Korea's amazing. Like mm-hmm. it even when I was there in 2012, they had the fastest internet in the world. Like they were wow. running I don't know if they were running 5G yet, but Every their smartphone um, like usage is ninety eight percent of the country has smartphones, and um, so the shit that was happening in Korea. I was there when Gangnam Style came out, and so I feel like I saw the first revolution now of like K pop and Korean culture coming to the United States, mm-hmm. which now is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made friends with a bunch of. I didn't have any American friends. I had a ton of Irish friends and then a Canadian friend and two friends from the UK who could all drink so much <laughs> and were so liberal in a way that like I had never known. Cause I went to like Christian schools my whole mm-hmm. life. And so I was like, who are these people? <laughs> and they would drink. I mean, we, there was a, there was an all you can eat and all you can drink buffet in Korea that they had to change the rules <gasps> because my Irish friends could drink so much that they were like, okay, you each only get a keg. <laughs> It was crazy. So it was so fun. Like I would teach in the morning and um, I I had to be at school from like eight to four, but mainly like you taught the same lesson to like each class, like two or three times. So I would work on my lesson plan and then just teach it all week. And so I had a lot of free time, but I had to be in school. And that's when I started like blogging and stuff. And that's eventually what led me to like my career later. I had a Tumblr called Boys Are I Dots. It was supposed Boys to be Boys Are I Dots. It was supposed okay. to be idiot. When I was when I was eleven, <laughs> and we got our first word processor, I wrote a manifesto called <laughs> Boys Are Idiots, but I spelt idiot wrong and <laughs> wrote I Dots. And my older cousins tore me to shreds. They were like, what the fuck is this? You spelled idiot wrong, you idiot. And I was like, okay. And so it was just about like how, I I wish I had it. I don't remember what the manifesto was. The the basic thesis was boys are idiots. Sure. And um, so I started a Tumblr one summer after camp because I kept telling the same stories over and over again. And then I had to... 
I was like, okay, I'm going to put these somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was like keeping that up while I was in Korea. So basically. when you say like telling the same stories, so is that just like to your friends? Yeah. It was you like just well, really wanted to tell them stories. No, it was like, yeah, like embar- I had a lot of embarrassing stories about my life Got that it. people would then be like, oh my God, you have to tell my mm, friend okay. this story. And so I kept telling these stories <laughs> and like, I was like, but sometimes, you know, my friend would be like, oh, I wish you were here this weekend so you could have told this story. I tried to tell and it wasn't as good. And then I eventually, like, started putting those online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I got into – that's when, like, blogging was a was a thing mm-hmm. and was, like, a big thing. Like, WordPress and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like – when I was in Korea, I got bored. And I launched a website called 20 and 2, which was, like, 20 and together, how to get your life together in your 20s. Meanwhile, I, like – had no career path or knew what I was doing and was like living in Korea because I didn't want to work for my dad. <laughs> but I I guess I've always been, had a sense that like, oh, that's fine. I'll still do this thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of the embarrassing stories that were like the biggest hits? I'm trying to think of, a lot of them were about like weird things I would do like at, with boys that I liked at camp. I'm trying to um, I have to like de-gay my mind and think sure? back to when I liked <laughs> when I liked boys. Uh, let's see. My my first kiss ever. This isn't like one of like the best ones, but it's what's coming to my brain. My first kiss ever was with this boy Ben, and it was at this like church choir camp, and we had gotten left behind. We had to like get moved from like the rehearsal space where we were at some elementary school into like the church choir camp or whatever where we were performing and we got left behind and so obviously a bunch of seventh graders like let's play spin the bottle (laughs) and we spun the bottle whatever the kiss was gross and sloppy and so wet and weird and then afterward the next week at school for some reason we just wanted to pass notes back and forth me and Ben about like wasn't that kiss the best yes or circle yes or no or whatever and it was so embarrassing and then finally our teacher saw us passing <gasps> notes grabbed the note and then read it out loud that is straight out of a movie and then my parents and his <gasps> parents got called in oh my god and we almost got we almost got um, not expelled what's the other one when you get like, oh suspended whoa we, for <laughs> kissing because we had like snuck away from the oh, adult supervision okay. so that we were there and that was my first kiss experience and it ended with a parent teacher conference (laughs) with his parents my parents our teacher it was so bad that's probably why I'm gay made you really comfortable with the idea of intimacy yeah I felt like just a sexually liberated woman at that point (laughs) he just read it out loud oh so bad okay so you mentioned you you were blogging Mm -hmm. And your mom said that there was a specific article you wrote that went viral that had like two million hits. What it's like to be 20 something. It was called what it's like to be a 20 something. It was like when BuzzFeed was just using I used a bunch of gifts. It was like what it's like to be Mm -hmm. a 20 something as told by mean girls, girls and bridesmaids. So it was like only using gifts from that. And I wrote. I had tried to get a job at BuzzFeed before and no one like even called me back. And then I wrote that post. I went to sleep because you could do it on like their community section. Mm-hmm. And it went viral, you know, like two million hit. And then I woke up and I had like 33 emails and I was like, oh, my God, someone in my family must be dead. People have been <laughs> trying to contact me. And it's because mm-hmm. at that point, BuzzFeed had every time you meet your post reached a new milestone, you would get an email. And so at that point, I had written one other article and it got like 4000 views, which I was like, this is so many people mm-hmm. because I was blogging and I had like 300 people reading, which I was like, that's so many. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it kept going up. And overnight, it got it was the biggest post that was ever on BuzzFeed at that point. Wow! And so they were like, "What the hell? Who wrote this?" And they're like, "It's a girl in South Korea." <laughs> and that's when BuzzFeed got in touch with her. And so they like contact me, and they're like. Obviously, you speak English, but like, are, do you live in? They were so confused, yeah, and they yeah, were like, yeah. "We want to offer you." Uh, at that point, I was just about to decide whether to stay another year, like renew mm-hmm. my contract, and I didn't want to because I didn't really want to be a teacher. And I was thinking of join, joining the foreign service. At one point, I was like, maybe I'll join the FBI. I think because I watched Miss Congeniality <laughs> too many times. But then I found out that if you join the FBI, you can't tell anyone that you're joining the FBI. Oh. And I was like, that's the whole fucking point. It's like, <laughs> Being like, I'm in the FBI. Oh, hello. I could never be in the FBI or the CIA because I'd be like, do you want to know what I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it went viral, and then they, like, emailed me, and then I moved to New York, like, two weeks later, Mm -hmm. basically. And then that was how I started my job and most of my career. But it was very, like, accidental. And then she, you know, she became an intern, and then before you know it, they hired her, and, and then from then on, you know, that's how it started. What, in your eyes, is the most exciting career accomplishment Ashley has achieved so far? Well, um, I think when uh, when she was in New York, she they do the internship, and after three months, they let you know if you're hired or not. And all three of them were hired, but so she was hired like like a blogger. But I think the same day that she went to work, either the same day or the next day, Huffington Post called. And said if she can come to their office because they want to talk to her. So do you recall this? I do. I didn't know. That's so interesting that that's like a moment. I guess I think it was because it was just like a sign that I was in the right path Mm because I had moved for a fellowship where I was making $10 an hour. And every day for three months, I lived in dread of not getting hired. And then we got hired in our, um, and, um, Two days after I got hired, which is all I wanted, someone from the Huffington Post reached out and asked if I would run their their fellowship. And that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember, that's so funny. I was like a little bit lonely in New York. It was super fun and meeting people, but New York is kind of a lonely city. So I do remember talking to my mom a lot. And I mm-hmm. was like, well, the only friends I have are like people at BuzzFeed, but... They literally offered double my salary at BuzzFeed. And I was like, BuzzFeed's never going to give me double my salary. This is my like second day as a full-time employee. And so she did. And and there were like this, I think, three gentlemen and was asking her questions. It's like, what would it take for you to leave BuzzFeed to come work with us? And we were like, oh, my gosh. So, so she said, well, make me an offer. And so they did. And then she she had to talk to her boss the next day um, after she started her her internship. And so I went in and interviewed and they were going to give me the job. And I went into BuzzFeed to quit. Mm-hmm. And um, the editor in chief was like, no, <laughs> you, wait, we have to counter offer like this is. And I was so young. I was like yeah. 23. I didn't know anything about it was my first job and I didn't know how it worked. And so I was like, I've loved my time here, but I have to leave. And then he was like, OK, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to walk you through how a negotiation works. <laughs> you tell me 
what the offer is and how much they're offering you. I will counter offer. You'll say no. You'll offer another thing. We'll meet in the middle. And that's that. And then he immediately had me meet with like the CEO and the, the, the president of video happened to be there too. So I just like went from being the lowest on the totem pole to meeting all these people at once, which was super lucky and like really crazy. And, um, and then I stayed at Buzzfeed and they offered me the, what Huffington post was. So I can see why my mom liked that moment. I think for both of us, it was like, Oh my God, you moved to New York and like made a big break, which was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. That's cute. So what? So you're obviously in LA now. Yeah. So what was that middle chunk? So you're in New York, and then what got you to LA? I just hated New York. I had dreamed my whole life of going there. Are you from here? Where are you from? I'm from from Arizona, and then I've been in LA for like seven years. Gotcha. Okay. I think when you're from a certain place, you're just like bored by it and don't want to be there. And me and my mom always loved going to New York and Broadway and all that. And I was like, I'm gonna move to New York, and I'm never coming back. But I didn't know that it was like so hard and so Mm -hmm. expensive. I feel like there's two people who have fun in New York or two types of people. You're either a student and everything is free and you have access to all this cool culture and everything and you get to live in some dorm on campus. Or you're Sarah Jessica Parker and you have a brownstone and a driver. And whenever New York's weather is terrible, which is 90% of the time, you can leave and go somewhere (laughs) else. Yeah. But like being in the middle of that is just the worst. You don't Mm -hmm. have enough money to do anything. You have to like slug everything around and I was going through like some depression then and it's so much lonelier to be in a city that big and be alone you're Mm -hmm. like oh my god there's millions of people and I have no connection with like any of them so I really wanted to go home and I came for a visit at home and LA had just opened their office at BuzzFeed Mm -hmm. and then basically the like executive editor the executive editor at LA like kind of scooped me and was like come over here and join the office so Mm -hmm. it was like perfect because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to afford to move from New York to LA mm-hmm. and they like moved all my stuff and everything and then I just started I started video after that because all the people were together like the writers and the video people and they didn't have enough money to like pay actors or anything so mm-hmm. they were like you kind of are loud do you want to be in videos <laughs> and I was like Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how that happened. And was that your first like acting experience? Yeah. Yeah. Besides like I was always the person like at summer camp as a counselor, I did all of the sketches and like mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And I had all these characters and everyone like in high school, I just found my high school yearbook and it said that my dream job was like SNL, mm. which I think I had always been performing and doing characters and stuff like that, but never, ever, ever thought that I would be able to do that as a job. Like my parents are... My dad is a dentist. My entire family is in the um, medical field. And so and, and when you're in medicine, you go to school for a certain amount of time and then you get a job in medicine and that's what it is. And like entertainment is like, who, unless you know someone, the entire business is who you know. So I even BuzzFeed, I was like, how did I get here? You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like I got so lucky along the whole way and it, and it just like opened up this world that I never ever thought I would have access to and the secret that is really annoying is once you have access it's so much easier to move around in that world like mm-hmm. I'm sure it was the same for you where yeah. you have like a big break or a moment where you're like wow now I'm in this weird club and I can actually audition for things and and be in like considered for these things mm-hmm. but until then you're just completely outside like how does anyone do this you know mm-hmm. So I didn't think of it at all. And it still took a while to like, we were just in videos doing taste tests, like trying weird food from different countries. And then people started following us on Instagram and it was like, 
oh, people know us on the street. And people before would be like, you're that Asian girl from BuzzFeed. And then mm-hmm. they'd be like, Ashley. It, it, like yeah. At some point, it changed to mm-hmm. my name, which was nice because being yelled at as Asian girl from <laughs> BuzzFeed is not the best. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so now you are writing on Good Trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wh- what is that middle piece then? That was, I left BuzzFeed after five years, mm-hmm. and it was like the best experience, but it was everyone's first job. I yeah. When I started there, I was 23, and when I left, I was 29, and so it was like very just, I had done so much growing up, and mm-hmm. there wasn't really anybody else to teach me something that was older than me because they mm-hmm. were all like the C-level executive. Everyone at BuzzFeed is like 25 and and young. And mm-hmm. so it's a lot of fun and we would have a lot of parties and like all my best friends are from BuzzFeed now. But in terms of like having a job where someone gets to mentor you and yeah. teach you how to get better at stuff, we really didn't have that. It was just us like messing around on the internet. And mm-hmm. that, our skills got really good because of that because most people who are our age aren't allowed to make stuff yet. Mm-hmm. And like we just made stuff for like five years straight. But I think I was just like, I need to keep learning. And my contract was up with BuzzFeed because my last two years there, I was on a contract. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm just burping into the mic. That's fun. Everyone loves it. That's my podcast, burping into the mic. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I I took like a year. It took like it's probably like six months where I was like writing a pilot um, for like material for my managers and Mm -hmm. stuff to send out, and then. I got super lucky again. Like I had met on Twitter a long time ago, um, Jenny Ehrman, who runs Jane the Virgin. Mm -hmm. And I love Twitter. I think we became friends on Twitter. You you know how Twitter, you just kind of follow people. And then there's always the really weird moment when you see them IRL and then you have to be like, we tweeted each other all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've never met you, but I feel like you're a friend because we have the same sense of humor. And um, what, what was your thing for a while? It was like meat something? Yeah, yeah. My like Twitter header think, is always just like different types of low meat. But I didn't, I don't <laughs> think I knew your real name <laughs> for a while. And I was like, hey, at VidCon, I was like, meat, You're meat girl. <laughs> Yeah, that's me, meet girl. And then you put your name, we were like tipsy or something, and you put your name in my phone as Alexis G. Zach. (laughs) Two K's instead of L's. And I don't think it was a joke. I think you just like misspelled it. And I was like, I'm never changing this. So you're in my phone as Alexis G. Zach, but you're in my Mm -hmm. heart as meat girl. Thank you. But but anyway, on Twitter, Mm -hmm. I like just reached out to Jenny, and then Mm -hmm. I kind of got bold and was like, I love your stuff. I would love to like, could we ever get coffee so that I can just like ask you some questions? Mm -hmm. And we did. And she was super nice. And then um, later she let me shadow on an episode of Jane the Virgin. And then the show that I'm writing on right now, um, my showrunner was also Jenny's first showrunner. Like that was the first Mm -hmm. job that she ever had. And so when my current showrunner was looking for people, Jenny was like, oh, you should talk to Ashley. And that's the thing that I'm saying that's maddening about the industry. Mm-hmm. It's like really nice when it works for you, but it really is just people knowing each other, being like, this person's great. You should talk to them. It's just the way she handle, handles herself, how um, just how eloquent she is and, and that that she's a, she's a good writer and... I don't know. There's just always so many things that that she comes up with. You know what I mean? There are talented people everywhere in this 
this whole town is just talented people. Well, and not so talented people. Mm -hmm. It's also just hot people. Yeah, hot, talented, and not talented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hot and talented, and then hot and not talented. Yeah. But either way, like any waiter or something, you'll be anywhere, and you're like, well, everyone is so beautiful. Every time I go yeah. visit my friends anywhere else, I'm like, I forget what normal people look like. It's just mm -hmm. like people who don't only do skincare stuff and work out every day <laughs> and look always dewy for some reason. Sure. Like yeah. Jessica, I, when you go to the West Side, it's a completely different world. You're like, is everyone just doing yoga and drinking coconut water? Your skin looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like East Side is kind of that, but more like, yeah, I didn't, this is an accident. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot more like boho, like hipster coffee shop and East Side yeah. is like, or West Side is more like yoga and, and we look people. good on purpose yeah. yeah we look good on purpose but also we just live by the beach so it looks <laughs> this is what the ocean does to our skin <laughs> yeah <laughs> what were we talking about hey, that's my huh. job anyway now yeah nice mm -hmm. uh and so was this your first experience like writing on a show Yes, okay, it is. So then what what is that like I'm for like someone who maybe doesn't know anything about that? Oh my god, I'm learning so much. It is literally a writer's room is writers in a room around a table for eight hours a day. It is the weirdest job I've ever had. Making just, stuff up. Yeah, you just make stuff up, which is great because I've like been doing that my whole life and I didn't realize it could be a job. And you make stuff up by telling stories about yourselves to each other. Whoa. So like each character is is an amalgam of everyone's stories and little anecdotes that they have that make characters on TV seem like real people because obviously they're all imaginary. And mm -hmm. so someone will tell some funny story and we're like, oh my God, we should use that in an episode and Alice could do this or Callie could do that. And it's like, it's such a weird job because also I've been for so long, like at BuzzFeed, we were the internet. We were like making internet was my job. Mm -hmm. And so I had two screens. One of them was just always on Twitter and like with like four columns of Twitter. And in this job, you can't be on your phone because you're just looking at people all day and telling stories. And like we, only, we get like a half hour break after lunch. But even at lunch, we're just talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm learning is the mechanics of story good story has a structure to it I mean you know you work on television too mm -hmm. and it's like there's so many things that you have to learn of like how to end an act out and like so technical yes technical yeah. stuff that I didn't know because I wasn't doing that at BuzzFeed like at BuzzFeed mm -hmm. we were literally doing just like relatable moments and like things that happen in your life and like they were relatable but there's no structure to it and mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm completely starting from scratch and I'm a staff writer which is like the lowest of the lowest um, but I just this week wrote my first um, I wrote half of an episode of television Ooh, and cool. I'm like this is crazy it's gonna say my name on like when when the episode airs and for those of us that only know Ashley through her public persona like her writing and her videos to what extent do you feel like we know the real Ashley it's just a, it, uh, it's just a part her 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 comedies her movie you know what i mean that's just a little part of ashley there's there's more to ashley i feel like they know 90% of the real me when i was 24 Okay. Like, yeah, I think they know every thought that I had in mm -hmm. the like two years when I was like growing up at BuzzFeed. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, as I got older, like I feel like 25, 26 started to change stuff. I was still playing the same character, but like was going through a lot in my real life. And I didn't do very many unscripted videos. Like I much more liked doing scripted things. So mm -hmm. I was playing a character version of me. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if you follow my Twitter is probably 
the people who have like the best kind of sense mm-hmm. of me, but she's like I said, she's she's a writer and her communi- communication skills are just wonderful and she's so eloquent. And sometimes I look, I said, Oh my gosh, that's my daughter. <laughs> I wish I had her talent. You know what I mean? So um there's really more to her and I'm really excited about this book that she's writing because just a little bit of of what she shared and I shared with some of my friends, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is this is what I need. And she's she's already um making a difference. You know what I mean? So that's what she does. It's like she wants to help other people. She wants to make a difference and stuff like that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Alexis. I, I was kind of scared because like I'm a chatterbox, but when it comes to like I'm being on the spotlight or whatever, then I said, Ashley, I freeze sometimes. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you have done a fantastic job. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, Alexis, hope to meet you one day. Yes, hope At to least meet I've you, seen too. you in, in in pictures, YouTube, but in person would be would be better. <laughs> yes, hopefully someday soon. Well have a great rest of your relaxing Saturday. Okay. Thanks, Alexis. We'll talk to you later. All right, talk later. Bye. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> to come full circle. Yes. So if we want to check out your Instagram that you don't like that much yes. or your other social media, how do we do so? Um, I'm on everything as ITS Ashley Perez, except for Tumblr where I am not Ashley Perez is the got it the thing because someone took my surname name <laughs> and the only one I could get was not Ashley Perez. <laughs> but I don't know how to make stuff go viral on Tumblr, so please teach me, teens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Do you have any final parting words of wisdom? Um, just learn people's names like my mom and your life will be a lot better. And on that note, <laughs> I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day. It's all good. Bye. Bye. Zach good. <laughs> Zach mm. good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do not forget to rate it five stars and leave a review. I'm going to start looking through all of the reviews. And if you have any questions or thoughts about the show or just anything fun and spicy to say that you would like me to address, leave a review and I will talk about it towards the end. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. It's all good. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>